welcome. I'm Alan Hargraves and this is Recharge On Air. Well, it's February and we've made our way through another prediction season. We now know what to expect in 2013. Or do we? After all, most of the things commentators told us would happen a year ago failed to materialise. Mostly, they were wrong. They usually are. Some failures were well broadcast. US election predictions were pretty much all wrong. Left and right wingers were equally hopeless. They had Obama winning or losing by huge margins. The result turned out to be a close call. Democracy, as usual, just sort of muddled through. Financial commentators were also way off the mark. Had they been right, Europe would now be a smoking ruin. It's not. Stock markets would have ended lower than they started. Well, some did, but most didn't. Corporate profits should have collapsed. Well, in the US, they reached an all-time high. That's ever. Greek bonds should have defaulted and fallen in value. Instead, they rallied. Elsewhere, the big shakeout in China failed to occur. The iron ore price recovered rather than collapsed. As far as we know, Iran hasn't yet produced a nuclear bomb. To date, no one has left the euro. As it turned out, we needn't have worried. A lot of those things could still happen in 2013. People are saying they will. Sooner or later, of course, some predictions are right. As Keynes famously said, in the long run... We're all dead. So, should we worry? It's true that some people get it right, but there's a lot of luck to it, and empirical studies show that most, not all, but most, of those same people will probably get it wrong next year. There are some good forecasters out there, but most of them don't put it all on black. The people who do that are those who are convinced they are right. And that's where the problem is. There is a limit to the positive impact of self-belief. The proper word for this is confirmation bias. It's the proven tendency for people with a particular view of the world to only value the information that confirms that view. And research bears it out. Take the famous Tetlock experiment. Over 20 years it found that not only were forecasters generally wrong, the ones that were most wrong were the ones who thought they were most right. And it doesn't stop at public commentators. A landmark study by Stanford medical professor John Ioannidis found most medical research findings also to be wrong. They were heavily influenced by things like the popularity of a particular theory or the likelihood of attracting research funding. Business leaders don't fare any better. Numerous studies show that many corporate leaders who make big statements about management don't produce better corporate results. In fact, many celebrity CEOs deemed to be charismatic make inappropriate radical changes, polarise staff and oversee a decline in corporate performance. In the words of Bradley Agel, an author of one such study, there's a thin line between charisma and dysfunctional forms of narcissism. So what do you do? Well, for a start, be very wary of the constant background noise. That's all it is. Nobody really knows. The upshot of Tetlock's work suggests you avoid leaving decision-making to some monocultural managers with rigid worldviews. Instead, embrace the input from those who are more open to the possibility that they could be wrong. It's the informed sceptic who is more likely to see both the wood and the trees. In unexceptional times, they will find a way through. And even in exceptional times, flexibility is an asset. There are times when you might need a Churchill, it's just that most of the time you don't. For that matter, Churchill's firmness, which was inspirational during World War II, was a liability in World War I. 
The key to coping is to get on with the things you can influence, free of preoccupation with things outside your control and subject to the dodgy speculation of so-called experts. The problem with confirmation bias is that it confirms things are either black or white, whereas reality is more often grey. Taking the view that it could go either way is necessarily a hedged position. It's lower risk as a result. So what's a reasonable prediction for the coming year? Maybe there will be some black swan event, maybe there won't. By definition, we can't predict that or do much about it if there is one. But it also may be that, just like most democracies, we will somehow kind of muddle through. After all, that's what we did in 2012. And that's a perfectly plausible forecast, just like most of the others. I'm Alan Hargraves. This has been Recharge On Air. Thank you for listening.